Back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. The show name is a reference to how many great Astros' last name begin with the letter B, who were playing back in the 90s when they were not winning World Series. Bagwell, Biggio, Barry, Bell, and eventually Bergman. You might not remember Barry and Bell, but trust me, you remember Blank and Brenham. Here they are now, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. All right, we're going to go back to cash or trash here for a second. Not even that. Just a bad take boulevard, mailbag Monday. We got, I found this take here I have to address. I'm Joe George alongside Joel Blank. Who's take? Uh, Andrew Perloff, McLovin, formerly of the Dan Patrick Show. Now he's on just like CBS or Sirius, one of the two, maybe both. He says, I say no asterisks for Michigan. Astros get one. Bubble Lakers get one. So do 90s Rockets when MJ left. Michigan does not. Kiss all of my ass. That is Andrew, an all-time whoever, That is all-time. a wild That take. is an all the, the the lines that you're where you're choosing and, and not choosing are just weird to me. Okay, now I'll say this. Bubble Lakers and Bubble Dodgers. I, yes. I would put an asterisk on that. Yeah, because it's a sixty game season. Yeah. You're not playing right. one sixty. You play the third of the year. Now, for example, I do not view that way about the the ninety Spurs. Because the strike shortened year? No, because no, they, they still played 90 games. Or no, they didn't they play 90 50. games. They played 50 they in played the playoffs. 50. But yeah. they won again. So right. I think it, it, it validated it, it. It validates it, right? Like, sure. It, honestly, I think even though like the players are so different, I think the same thing about the Astros. Like it, it They validated 2017 by winning the World Series last year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Oh, no, I've said that all along. I said they had to win another one to validate yeah. 17. Once now, they did that, and then they almost got there again, and then they and with with the run that they've been on, it also validated the dynasty. Yeah. Um, now, I think, personally, I, I think the the Michael Jordan Rockets thing is stupid. Especially uh, the, the, the thing that drives me crazy with, whenever this comes up, and Andrew Perloff's not alone in this, but whenever it comes up is Jordan was there the second year and got eliminated by the Magic who the Rockets later swept. Like yes. people, everyone just seems to over the, well, overlook he the fact. He didn't play a full season. So he still had like a 50 point game when he came back. I know. It wasn't but like people, it wasn't this, uh, Michael Jordan who couldn't hit a shot and was only playing 10 minutes a game. It was still a Michael Jordan that had a big blow up game in the regular season and got eliminated by the magic who the Rockets then swept. Look, yeah. It's fun fodder for everybody. Cause Michael doesn't go out and do interviews and talk about this regularly, but I've said this multiple times and Rudy backed it up for me on two different kind times when I interviewed Rudy. After Michael was done, he was at Charles's house one night when we were on the road in Phoenix. And Michael, to Rudy's face, to Charles's face, to our coaching staff's face, to everybody that was in that room's face, said he believed that the Rockets would have beat the Bulls because you had, and I quote, that big Nigerian who no one was stopping, unquote. And then he went on to say, do you think Bill Cartwright or Luke Longley or guys like that. He's like, he knew between Mario and Vernon that he was going to get his, but it was going to be tough. Yeah. But he knew, like, the supporting cast. He's not going to say anything about bad about Scotty, but Scotty wasn't exactly always there to, to kind of support him as we saw in the last dance. But he flat out knew Elijah Wan was playing as the best big man on the planet at that time. And the athleticism and all the things he brought to the table. And to your point, he played in the second one and they couldn't get by the magic. That's why they got Rodman. They got Rodman to beat Shaq and Dream. Like, it's part of it's a huge part of the reason why is because they didn't have anyone that could play defense. Like, 
like that. Like they got Robin because like they they knew their centers were garbage, and at least Robin could rebound with like some of the be- with, obviously with the best in the NBA. It's just such a weird tape because I think it's so stupid. Well, there's 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 le- well, and a phone caller calls in. I'll tell you in a second. But like I just yeah, I I don't think like I it's one of those. It's in my top three of things we never got to see. Like I, I think you know, Dream versus Jordan in NBA Finals. Coincidentally, they're almost all NBA. Uh, peak LeBron versus Pete Kobe. We never well, got to see in the NBA Finals good. is one of them. And I, I wish there would have been like some way for Peyton and Eli to, I mean, uh, Peyton and uh, Tom to play in like a Super Bowl. Like I know, like they weren't on the same. Like we just never got it. Or Tom versus Drew Brees. Like we had all these great quarterbacks in the NFL for a while, like never played each other. Rodgers never played Brady in a Super Bowl. Like, so there's some stuff we missed out on, but like Olajuwon versus Jordan's always the biggest what if, maybe in the history of sports. Well, it's just weird because you have these legendary players, and I know, you know, Jordan's arguably the most legendary of the legendary players, but you have legendary players in every decade, whether it be Bill Russell or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. But Michael Jordan's the only one we pick out and give an asterisk to the team that won after that legendary player left. We don't give that asterisk to any other legendary player that came before. Yeah, but he's the only one to come back and win. I, I, There's no other player that's ever done that. There's no other player in like the history of the NBA or any sport that is left because he was suspended, in my opinion. I do believe that theory. Yeah, I do And too. then came back and won three more titles. So, like, that's where it's, like, it's apples and oranges. Like, it's not it, – you can't compare Brady in that era because, like, he just retired. Like, he never came back and won more championships. Like, we got to see, like, prime Manning-Brady matchups in the AFC. So, we didn't need to see him in a Super Bowl. But I think that when you talk about the best of the best, like, you wanted to see – and it was never going to be the case because Shaq came in so early, too. But you never wanted to see Shaq Yao. You wanted to see Shaq Dream because Dream used Shaq when Shaq was a rookie. Yeah. But if you'd have seen Dream at his prime, which was the the utmost the, the the epitome of athletic center versus just the true big dominance of Shaq, that would have been interesting. But when you th- when you look at it, and you say like, yeah, the Kobe Lebron matchup would have been awesome. Yeah, Kobe Lebron would have been. I would have loved to see that. If and, and they were we were like one, a couple games away. In one of the Celtics years that the Lakers played the Celtics in the NBA Finals, and like instead that was, of the KG, they LeBron played, like, had a chance at it. At they one played point back to was it two yeah. years in a row, and they split the Lakers and the Celtics. Yeah, they played back to back years. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been the best one. But like, I mean, yeah, this take is wild. But does Michigan deserve? Why does Michigan not get an asterisk, but all those other teams should? Personally, I, well, he must be a Michigan fan. A, probably right. But B, I just I believe that is actually true. I really don't think what Michigan did was that big of a deal. Like I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I don't think that this is to me one of those. Do you really want to open this can up? Like if you're the NCAA, like I think there's something to what Harbaugh has been saying about that. Like this is easily provable. Like I don't think this is like the sign soon stuff with the Astros. We're like it, it was going to be hard. Like how do you prove besides word of mouth that the Colorado Rockies were taking a massage gun to a bench? And using it to cheat. Like, besides that, we're like, this stuff that Michigan was doing, there's flights, there's tracking. Like, I think. Video the guy on the sidelines with disguises. But, like, I think that's why it's more prevalent. Like, you can track all these schools. Like, you can get Ohio State on the record. You probably get every major program. I don't think they're going to, like, dig deep on this. And this, I think the suspension for Harbaugh might be it. Like, I'm going to be honest. 
I mean, it's uh, well, what I happened. It's leave. what happened in baseball. They they suspended the one team, or not suspended, but they punished the one team, and that was it. They moved yeah. on. Yeah, but it, that, that's what I was gonna say. I think they want him to leave because it's the per- perfect way to shut the door on it for all parties involved. Because if he moves on, then he's not going to be punished. The, the the NCAA knows it's tarnishing with every passing day. If more evidence comes out, it's tarnishing everything about the NCAA, and they're already getting cr- scrutinized and criticized for everything that they do. And from the standpoint of when you move forward, you realize that, hey, he keeps, he keeps, he gives you the perfect opportunity to kind of draw the line in the sand and go, we're done from right here. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that, like, it's the only it's problem the you worry about, Joe, is if, if something more comes up, if there's more cares? that resurfaces. Like, and it, maybe it's more than sending a guy that you're not supposed to send scouting. Yeah, no, but, like, my, my whole thing is, like, it doesn't matter because, like, the difference between college sports and professional sports is we still recognize it. Like, they strip all these titles and Heisman trophies, and like we just don't care. Like we just move on. Like most people, our team Reggie Bush deserves his Heisman back, and most people 100%. like and, and there's all these teams that won national championships that got them stripped for like nothing. Like even the idea that like there's one where like Notre Dame lost the national championship game. I think the I think it was the USC or Alabama, and like when you look at the championship game, like it says they didn't play anyone. Because, like, they stripped away Notre oh, Dame's right. entire season. Like, it's so stupid. Like, the way they do all this stuff. So, no, Michigan, I don't think, deserves it more than anyone else. But the Lakers, yes. Yeah, yeah those are obvious. I would, I would season ones are obvious. With, yeah. with, with no fans in the stands and COVID and yeah. all the different ways. Those are obvious ones. Cheating like, wins. Yeah, but how do you not recognize all of them or none of them? That's a good point. I, that's but that's those are the Homer fans. Yeah, like that's true. It, it's like it's it's it should be all or nothing. It always has to be, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's like besides the Dodgers and the Lakers, like they've won nothing because they didn't really accomplish anything. And the Dodgers don't get the pass that the Spurs do now that they have Otani. They've only spent like a billion dollars in free. See, that's why summer. going back to B Max, cash it or trash it. Like, who's to say that he ever pitches again, or if he does, that he doesn't blow it out again? Like Who, they get, Otani, yeah. Or, like, you go out and you sign MVP Mookie Betts, and he hasn't been MVP Mookie Betts since. He was pretty good last year. He was good. But, look, you can, look, look at how many times the Yankees I mean, and the look, Dodgers just, have, have overspent the, and looked on paper like oh, they made massive moves, and then they crapped the bed. I don't think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League next year. So. Yeah, I don't even make that take Braves. specifically because I think the Dodgers are going to win the World yeah. Series. I think the Braves, I mean, you make the brave argument for the Braves, but then, like, look what happened this year. Like, they were clearly the best team in baseball, and then they flopped. In the playoffs, like that's why baseball is so crazy, and like why the Astros window is always, always at least a little bit open. All right, uh, one of the most popular things that's happening around CJ Stroud right now is this game that I'm going to call CJ Stroud or I got a bunch of questions. CJ Stroud or fill in the blank. That's next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Look at our family now. Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Joe George, Joel Blank, Jeremy Branham will be back tomorrow. He's in Ames. I'm sure he's just loving life currently. Maybe like one of the worst places you could travel, I would guess, to be honest with you. What was your least favorite NBA city to go to? I got three. Okay. Philadelphia. Wait. Sacramento. Sacramento's really bad. 
but it ain't. But it's cleaner. Okay. Philadelphia is. Did Philadelphia and Detroit are absolutely armpits. Yep. And a sleeper third was Charlotte. Yeah, I feel like Charlotte's not known for much. It's exactly right. There's nothing there but the arena and where you stay, and you're in the Bible Belt. And there's not a lot going on. Now you're in. You're right because look, Sacramento. We stayed right across the street from the Capitol. We were in walking distance, this indoor-outdoor mall. And literally, I always said that Michael Jackson's Thriller video would have been filmed after 9 o'clock. All that you saw lining the entire inside part of this mall walkway were street people that looked like they were about to do, start doing the opening to Thriller. And you're just like, what happened? This is supposed to be the capital city of California. Yeah. You know what else, you know what else is like that downtown? Houston. It goes. It is ghost town sometimes. Like now, when, when I like first, when it's not baseball season, like basketball season, it is a ghost town. I mean, I, that's because all the actions and like, but it's like midtown right, and it's like cyclical. Uh, right, other parts of the area where like the bars are going, but like just like when I first moved here, I was like, oh yeah, we'll go downtown, and I was like, I'm wrong about this. See, I agree. When I first moved here, only people that worked downtown or were going to the ballet or the symphony yeah. were going downtown, and then all of a sudden there was. It's like it's cyclical. There was a run where everything was off of Travis and uh, every, all the, the hot spots and bars and everything were downtown. Sure. And it's got hopping. And then you're right. Then it went Midtown. Then it went Washington Avenue. Then it went to the Heights. It, it may come around again, but downtown has pretty much kind of the luster wore off again. We'll see if Jim Crane can fix it. We were in Philadelphia one night, and in, in our we're staying in the Ritz-Carlton, like right in supposedly a nice district in Philly. Yeah. And at about 10.30 at night, we heard... Uh, like this loud bang and our equipment guy goes next morning we're at breakfast we go god you guys hear that bang like he goes oh yeah the guy was running right by the window of the bar downstairs from the hotel and someone shot him i go what yeah i was like yeah no i'm not venturing out in the middle of that mess uh this person says uh charlotte is hip now is it is it if you're using the word hip nashville is from what i nashville's a city it looks like I, i would like to visit nashville's tough man because i went to nashville like really before like Became bachelor and bachelorette party like, but the NFL draft sold it for me. Yeah, like it, it's fun, but like during like the summer, it is just bachelor and bachelorette party. Oh, is that right? Everywhere. Like, yeah, because the the NFL draft night when they started doing the the drone shots and everything, and you're like, damn, there's all these rooftop bars and restaurants, and it's like it seems like it's all it's in one time. big cool area. I think that looks like it's worth checking out. Yeah, Nashville's like if I was ever to move again, like. Nashville's on my, my Memphis kind of sucks too. Yeah, it doesn't feel like as much to do there. Like, but, and everybody hears Beale Street. It's kind of like Chicago when you start talking about. Yeah. Well, where did where Rush Street is where all the tourists want to go. Yeah. But it ain't where you really want to go. Yeah. Like Memphis, everybody says Beale Street, and then you take one wrong turn, and you may lose everything. All right. So one of the most popular things going on right now on Twitter is like these CJ Stroud or questions, and and a lot of them are like talk shows, podcasts. So we're just gonna steal some of them. Uh, I want to start with the first one I heard this morning uh, on a podcast I was listening to. Who do you trust more in the playoffs? CJ Stroud with no experience or Josh Allen? I know what Jeremy Brand's answer. I should. I, I know what Jeremy Brand's answer. Would he would be say too. CJ. He would. He would. You know what? Same. Do you really? Josh Allen's a pick machine. Like CJ Stroud leads the NFL and this in is what I don't understand about how strongly Jeremy is on this take, but that you just said that. It's easy to to pick his shortcomings out lately, but why do people forget that game with Mahomes and the Chiefs where if we had a different overtime rule, they might still be playing. Like that's how freaking good not, he was. It's not with everything on the line. 
It's not forgetting. It's that you can't. It's like he's Brett Favre. He is Brett Favre. But Brett Favre had a lot of success. He won one Super Bowl. I believe me, I know. And, and most of the time, he, he got would, the two back to back. I know, but like most of the time, he would lose. It Multiple was his MVPs. Fault. Most of the time, he would lose. It was his fault. Like, and that's the, the thing Giants with Josh game when they were fifteen and one was his fault. Like, and 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 not always the Green Bay. Look at the last Minnesota game. Like he, they were gonna go back to like the NFC Championship he game. He took a beating. In I that know, game. but like he threw one of the worst passes of his career. Like that to me is that's why Josh Allen is. I think that was Josh Allen's moment. Was that game? Like Brett Favre had his Super Bowl. I think that was Allen's moment. Nine times like, out of ten, they beat another. Denver the following year. Yeah, now he might have another one in him. Like it wouldn't shock me if Allen goes on a run any year. But I don't trust him because I think most years he will cost his team a championship. I think, he'll make I too think many mistakes. like the game the other night against Miami, he threw the two picks early. Three. Well, he turned the ball. He fumbled yeah, it was one. Two picks and one oh, fumble. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a fumble. Yeah. Three turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Three turnovers, two picks. But then he's the only reason why you won that game. I know. Well, and Deontay Hardy would have an argument there. Okay, that's fine. But I'm just saying, for the most part, the run that they got the first down, the fact that he led all the drives, the fact that he was doing it with his legs and his arm, and he was making showing off his talent, I, I, I just think that he gets too much hate for a guy that so short, such a short time ago was talked about as being one of the premier quarterbacks this league's going to see for the next couple of years. Yeah, I just think he's... He's just very volatile. Yeah. Because he's going to have those games where he wins it, like you're talking about, Joel, but he's also going to have the game on the complete 180 of that where he's going to completely lose it. It's easy to take CJ because what he's done in his rookie year, but we haven't seen him in the playoffs yet. I know that was felt like a playoff game. We haven't seen him in the playoffs. We haven't seen him against a defense like the Browns. We haven't seen him, if they win this game, go on to the next round and face the kind of competition that Allen was doing it against before I can say unequivocally, yeah, I'd take C.J. over Josh Allen right now. Look, the odds are, the way the way it stacks up for me, C.J.'s already shown me enough that that it's worthy of a conversation, which no rookie quarterback should be able to have that conversation with a veteran like Josh Allen with his accolades. Now, do you think that's more of a compliment to C.J. Stroud or an indictment on Josh Allen and his career? Because that's what I think the real question is. Like, is it is it C.J., obviously, like, best rookie season, one of the best rookie seasons of all time, lowest inter- interception percentage in the NFL this year. Like, all, all these things about C.J., the college football success that goes into it versus Josh Allen, like, besides that one moment, he makes a lot of mistakes. So, is it more of a credit to CJ or is it more to blame for Josh? I think it's more if you're just being honest. I I lean blame to Josh Allen for his mistakes. Like I, I want to give as much credit as I can to CJ because I think he deserves it, but I think this is more an indictment on Josh Allen that this that this is even a debate amongst anyone. Joe, this is the Janet Jackson philosophy all over again. Yeah. It's what have you done for me lately? Because over the first several years of his career, no matter how good CJ Stroud was in his first year. Josh Allen showed you right from the jump when he started going. He had the going good, and he had the. Ch- everybody was thinking not that he's going to be Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, everybody anointed as a certified Hall of Famer and the greatest quarterback ever. But he was right there on the heels of Patrick Mahomes, and then it changed because of what happened in the last couple years. But overall, you, you always got to show me more. It's easy to crap on Josh Allen because of what's happened lately. But even in a season when people thought that it, w- it couldn't get any worse for Josh Allen and he's on the downward turn, they win five in a row, they win the division, and now he's got a chance to even change those naysayers again. I think that the body of work and the years he's done it and the way he's been resilient and bounced back, you can't turn your back on that, not taking anything away from what CJ's done in one year. No, for sure. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't, 
I think Josh Allen is going to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. I do too. But I do not believe he's good enough to win you more. You feel confident one. in that? Yeah. I mean, Diggs, where's, I mean, Diggs is 30. He's, he's I know, not I, happy. I think he finds a way to win run. He's just, he's too talented. But the two other receivers are really good in and Buffalo. Like, they can I, replace yeah. the Diggs. I, I kind of feel the same about Lamar. I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable if, if, if Diggs is unhappy and he leaves and now your best receiver is Gabe Davis. I'm not. I think you can find receivers. You can go get Mike Evans if you want. You could go get T. Higgins if you want. You could go get guys. His arm strength alone and, and the ability to just unload a deep ball. You can get a burner and be okay, but they got a burner and a possession receiver already on that roster to where if Cooks be, uh, Cook becomes the guy that they can rely on in the backfield and they got a, they got two good tight ends, I, I think you get another receiver, he's fine. Yeah, I just I think he has one run in him. Just like, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that can make one. Now, does he ever actually accomplish it? I don't know. Like like I, But I think he'll win, at least get to a Super Bowl, I would say, at a minimum. Because like I think it's a fair question. Like if Joe Burrow will ever get back, like we just it's it's hard to say. Plus with these the guys. difference between Cincinnati and Buffalo is you got ownership that wants to go for it in Buffalo. You got ownership in Cincinnati that's so damn cheap you don't know. And they got a new stadium coming in Buffalo. They better they better keep. They winning. do. I can't believe that's open air either. People are stupid. They really are. I think it's an advantage. It's it's like the Rose Bowl still having longevity because of the ambiance. Yeah, but that's real. No, but that Rose Bowl, all you got to do is upgrade and remodel the inside. Yeah, but that stadium is history. What does Buffalo have? Buffalo's got a lot of history in that building. Losing four Super Bowls? So what? It was a hell of a run. So they're going to build a new one. Like, they're not, like, they're The Rose Bowl, you have perfect, literally maybe postcard, best climate in the world. Yeah, like, that's why the Rose Bowl never go anywhere. You don't need closed, I don't need a closed stadium there, but I need some, like, some luxury boxes Eh. and a concourse that's indoors with air conditioning. It's UCLA. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, it's in Pasadena. Who plays at who plays at the who plays at the Rose? Bowl? Usually, plays some games there. I, th- I think that is UCLA's home stadium. Yeah, they, they, they might use it as their, but it's not on campus. No, no like, it's not that's on that's campus. They play their I think that's yeah, their SC home uses the Coliseum, and UCLA yeah. plays their home games at the Rose Bowl. But the Rose Bowl is actually in Pasadena. Yeah, but like it's like they play like one important game there a year. So like I I I would be bummed if the Rose Bowl ever. The only thing about the Rose Bowl I hated was how they were the ones holding up the but upgraded. The field's beautiful. The scenery's beautiful. The weather's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But upgrade and more modern, modernize the whole building underneath the stadium. I mean, that'd be nice. They did too, it to Lambeau. Yeah, but like I don't know, Rose Bowl seems fine. I'll probably go once in my life. That's my goal. But like I don't. Think I've it's heard like... my wife wants to go to the Tournament of Roses parade one more time. She used to go there all the time when she lived there. But the Tournament of Roses the whole weekend, the parade and the game in the stadium. Oh, we'll see. All right, we got a couple of these we'll hit on, but also just like, are we going to see more head coaching openings in the NFL? Uh, one thing we didn't hit on earlier with Bobby Sloak was if he were to leave, let's just say he's gone for sure. What's the best job for him? We'll hit on all that next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. I'm hungry. The Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza absolutely. <laughs> Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Would the Houston Texans trade C.J. Stroud to the Chicago Bears for Caleb Williams? 713. No, just kidding. That's a joke. That's real on Twitter. It's real on Twitter. It's a joke in here. If you're new, if you're not on the Twitter streets, 
There's this guy who's now announced his retirement from the X. Please, please, please. Because he tweets retired. out the most like asinine things on the planet. He tweeted that one today. He got crushed. He answers, He's gotten crushed for the last two weeks. And then does the whole Spencer rejoin that goes, hey, what happened? Why you and doesn't so understand why everybody, I just said I threw it out there, but I didn't say I believed it. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so like it's one of the funniest Twitter accounts. I'm almost convinced it's not a real person. And like, and it's just part of me wonders if it's like one of us. There was a guy. Like if it's a Houston sports radio host. There was a guy that used to go by with when pictures weren't prevalent on Twitter that had a logo as Houston media critic. Oh, that guy. I know him. You know who it is? No, I don't. Because the person I thought it was, it's not. Me too. And they claim to have like worked for the Rockets or known me. No, it's a, it's a, no, that is a H-Town media critic, whatever it is. Um, that but with that, the logo, the little yeah, logo yeah, that, with that the film or whatever. Exists. No, that's a that is a Houston sports radio host for sure. Really, hundred percent. I don't know who it is, but like it is, it is someone that works in this industry or worked in it. That is just like a total burner account. Yep. Because believe me, I've gotten into it a few times with that person going. You actually don't have your facts straight, but no one knows who you are. Yeah, exactly. But like it is like someone who knew enough that yes, for sure. Just try and stir it up. Um, but this question we were kind of going off of it just made me laugh when I saw this today. But this one I thought was interesting. From just like it was all over Twitter. Uh, I saw like even like some of the national heads talking about it. I know Connor and Beard talked about it yesterday too. Um, if if the Houston Texans called every team in the NFL. How many of them would say no to C.J. Stroud straight up for their quarterback? How many of them? Well, yeah, Kansas so City. Kansas, Kansas City, City, right? Cleveland. I mean, not Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. No, no, Cincinnati. Got my wrong, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I put the Chargers on my list. I think list. the Chargers are on my list because he's, he's already locked up and the price ain't bad. And we are pretending like kind of like you kind of have to pretend like contracts don't exist for this conversation, right? Because okay. if you include contracts, I think the only answer is Mahomes and Burrow. I was going to say, there's no one in the North. There's no one in the South. There's no one. What about Lamar? Like, do you think the Ravens would no. choose CJ Shout over Lamar Jackson? They would not. They, they'd stick with Lamar. I think so, too. Yeah, I think they've been through too much. I kind of wonder if Todd so Monk. I wonder if Monken's going to get a head coaching job or if it's too early. They've had but such you've had good two coaches that have, have found a way to tailor make a playbook to have the utmost success. And win and have your quarterback win MVP on top of it. Two separate guys, right? Yeah, but this is a real offense, <clears throat> unlike what Greg Roman was running. Who's but, not even in the but NFL? But it doesn't matter, right? Because Greg Roman was the perfect fit for that time in Lamar's career. Yeah, I think Munkin like could get an off could get a head coaching job next year, not this year, next year. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll because he's only oh, this is his first year back in the NFL after being at Georgia. So like, I, I think he's probably one more year away. Um, but like if but if Lamar wins an MVP and they win a Super Bowl. Like, he might not get a head coaching job because it's too late in the process, too so that's it. Yeah, he won't get it this – he's not going to get it this cycle, but I think that in two years, if they continue to have this kind of success, yeah, that he'll get looks. But I, I don't – but for the for the life of me, Joe, I'm thinking about, like, other quarterbacks Josh Allen. and situations. Yeah, I could see – I think it depends on, like, how that group feels about if him. He, if he's the guy to kind of lead the next chapter of Josh Allen's career, I could see that. Because I was going to say, he needs the perfect RPO quarterback. He needs a guy – that can run as well as pass to truly do like the things that yeah. I think he's capable of. No, doing. Todd Munkin with like Caleb Williams would be really interesting. Um, I think Caleb wants to run. I don't. Know. I don't think so. I don't know what Caleb Williams is going to look like in the NFL. What's crazy is we talk about how stock changes. His stock couldn't have been higher when he won the, he- the Heisman last year, 
I think there's a lot more questions than answers right now with Caleb Williams. A hundred percent. Hundred percent, and I think because of but that's that, always because I think trade scenarios are different now than they were a year ago because the value is diminished on Caleb quite I was, a bit. I would say no because of the desperation, like the is desperation. It McShay that's saying that that yeah, some GMs have Drake May, Drake May over him, yeah. Um, and that's why I don't think it's 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 there. Plus, like the desperation for Washington, New England, I think to um, get in front um, and and get the you number. Think one Dallas pick. would give up Dak for him? Yes. 100%. I think you're probably right. Even though he's, for three quarters of the season, he was an MVP. I think the list is Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, Burrow. Uh, that's it. I think that's probably accurate. And maybe Josh Allen. Depend, like, it depends on who you ask. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo fans, I think, that I know, yeah. are still completely dedicated to so, Josh Allen. So spin off of that, when we do our, our top 10 quarterback rankings next year, how high do you think CJ is going to be? Because like, we vote on it collectively. So Jeremy's going to have him at three. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's going to depend on what happens in the playoffs. Jeremy's got him in the top five. Yeah, because it's going to be Mahomes and Burrow are one two. I think for sure, even with injury to Burrow. Yeah, he's still the he's still a top. The, I think he's still the second best quarterback in the NFL. Jeremy's if, got him top five no matter what. If Lamar wins the Super Bowl this year, Lamar will be three. I would still have Herbert. No, I don't know. Herbert's a tough one to put above him. I probably still go CJ. I think CJ will be our top five next year. I think I think for me he's probably sitting at five at the lowest. Yeah, I think he'll definitely be in top five. I know who's not going to be on that list: uh, Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. Taysom Hill is. Also, you don't like Taysom Hill? No, I just don't think that. I think Hertz has come back a little bit too. He's to where, definitely. You know, you went from an MVP at, candidate. He might be at ten. He's falling fast. Yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll be low on that list. Like he was. No one was five. hurt during this little tailspin. I just want to point that out. Uh, he was. Well, he's hurt. No. Is he? That finger looked nasty. Now, but leading up to that, he wasn't hurt either. Uh, okay, really quickly before we get into the head coaching stuff, just because I don't really want to do this tomorrow, yeah. uh, even though Jeremy will be back tomorrow, because I feel like college football is over at that point. Mm-hmm. We did our NCAA draft um, before oh, we did the, year. the yeah, uh, year. It was one point if you win your conference, two points for making the playoffs, three points for reaching the title game, five points for winning the title. Uh, Jeremy owes us lunch because oh, he got last. I got first. Um, by how many did you beat me by? By a lot. Did you? Well, I had Michigan and Washington. Oh wow! Uh, as my in my group of six, so that helped me quite a bit with yeah. Michigan win the national championship game and then playing Washington. So you got second. Uh, Jeremy did not pick a single team that won their conference. <laughs> oh, wow! He had Georgia. That's LSU. surprising for a guy that called. Well, he had Georgia. Oh well. He had Georgia, LSU, Clemson, Penn State, Tennessee, Houston. Wow. You had Bama, Ohio State, Texas, Notre Dame, Oregon, Oklahoma, and then I had USC, Michigan, Florida State. Washington, Tulane, and Wisconsin. Um, so last thing here before we do the car wreck of the day. Um, the head coach openings. If you're Bobby Slovak and you are for sure leaving, what is the job you want to take? Is it the Chargers job? Because I think I, I, my answer and the one that if I was Bobby So you're basically Slovak, saying who has the best overall resource? For you. For you. Like, because I, I think each coach is different. Like, Bill Belichick, him being the Falcons coach, I think is bizarre. Like I don't think that makes a lot him of sense. Him being the Chargers court is great because you've got Derwin, you've got a corner, yeah. you've got a safety, and you've got two D linemen, assuming you can keep Mack and Bosa. You're going to keep Bosa. But yeah, I think you've got move so many Mac. pieces. You've got the linebacker from Oklahoma. Yeah. He's got so many defensive pieces to work with. He'd love that opportunity. Honestly, I think if I was Bobby Slowick and I was looking at like where I want to go and start my career – I think my answer is pretty clear, cut, and dry, and it's Atlanta. 
I think there's two choices. Because Atlanta has all these weapons on offense. But you don't have a quarterback. I know, but like, you have a defense, you have a good quarterback, you play in a trash division. But you don't have a quarterback. You can get one. Where? Draft? Free Where? agency? Where? Where are they picking? Uh, they're picking eighth for the third year in a row. Okay. That doesn't um, help you a whole lot. You can get... I think you can get a quarterback at eight. You can be in the Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins conversation. Get out of it if you are. Russell Wilson's not helping you. Or yeah, you Russell be, Wilson ain't helping you at all. And Cousins is short short term with a, a bunch of young talent. But, you I, don't but I, I do think Michael Penix would be there at eight. I thought Penix yeah. might be the only answer. Daniels could still be there at eight. Daniels too. possible. Yeah. I just, Daniels, Daniels possible. doesn't intrigue me on the next level. Oh, really? See, I, he intrigues me a lot. Does he? Yeah. He's he's skinny. I know. But, like, he's 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 bigger than you think. And then I think that... If he's got some stuff he can figure out. Some stuff. But I think, like, touch, a bit. I think Penix has a lot to offer. He's a little older. That's not going to scare me off, I'll be honest. I Well, but. It's like, they, it was. They, they were, like, they were, to his ma- credit, they were that line. Front, yeah, that line was killing him. His, I felt like his own offensive night, line shot him in the foot. Last night to me felt like the opposite of the CJ Stroud game. I feel like CJ Stroud. Put Daniels in that game before I can tell you that he can't, that he'd be better. Yeah, I think he would have got to get better. to. I don't know. I think I think I think Daniels might have won that game yesterday. Oh, I disagree. They were down by seven at halftime and they couldn't move the ball. Daniels is a right, super big athlete. That's more of a credit to Michigan's D line and their yeah. corners. I, I think Daniels like he's special. I think at, the at Chargers times. and the Falcons are the two ideal jobs for Sloic. I think Chargers over Falcons because you got a quarterback. I I think the Falcons to me would be the job I would want because I think you can find a quarterback. Maybe not in year one. Like I'm not saying like he's gonna so, find it right away. But like I, you look I, I at Bijan, like you're both missing here. And watch, the the Commanders have the second overall pick and the most cap space in the NFL. I, the cap space doesn't really mean much to me. Okay, I think it, well, you I, still, think I mean the quarterback you'd be, you'd almost have your choice. Of no, he like if you like no, he takes a quarterback at two. He takes yeah, a quarterback at two. He's already got McLaurin. And He's put, already got to me that puts it over puts it over Atlanta because not only do you have some weapons on the offensive side with your skill players, but you actually would be able to get a quarterback. But if you're the Chargers and, and, and uh, this is a big assumption, but if you can if you you keep Eckler because he can catch and he can run, he's he's a Maybe. better version of Singletary in terms of a body Bobby Slowick offense. And you've got the young receiver, you've got a, a young, really wrapped up receiver. Williams has got to stay healthy. And if Keenan Allen comes back, he's got a he's still got great receivers to throw to. He's got a defense that's going to help him. He's got a line that ain't bad, and he's got the franchise quarterback locked up. I, I just maybe this is a, a, a tainted point of view because I have a lot of those players on my fantasy team. But Eckler looked slow towards the end of last with year. Kellen he's Moore he's and that twenty nine. Uh, uh, Keenan Allen is thirty two, and Mike Williams has never stayed healthy once in his career. I just I don't believe that there's a lot there to deal with. That's valid in terms of what happened last year and where they are age wise. But Keenan Allen still catches a lot of good. He's, he's good. He's still really good. He's good. But I think he, Mike he Williams. You're right. The, the health is a big issue. But if he is healthy, he's a deep threat. He's a big body. He high points the ball well. And then with the kid from TCU, Johnson. Quentin, Quentin Johnson. Johnson, you, you've got three quality receivers that he could work with that at the start of the year looked better than what you had in Houston. Yeah, no, I think that's I think it's fair. I just don't know how long they play for. I don't know I, if Quentin Johnson is quality. I, well, his hands aren't. I think he's still going to figure it out. Like, But if you go to Atlanta. Not like to the like elite level. You love the weapons, out, but, but you got to figure out who's getting them the football. Yeah, I know. I would take I would take the Chargers job over Atlanta just because of the quarterback, but I would take the Commanders job over both. Yeah, see, I just I don't know. Like to me, the Commanders, I I understand that. Like, I think we're dealing with a lot of Daniel Snyder 
bias no, here. No, you got a new group. ownership group that's got a boatload of money that wants to win and make a splash And you got the number two overall pick. You can get a quarterback. It, you, you definitely can. Um, but and, like, and could he make Howell better? Well, I don't think so. I think he'd, I, if, if, if Howell was the answer, if, if the ownership told him No, no, you're missing what better. I'm saying, though. I'm saying that if you've got an offensive mind like Bobby Slowick in a system where you don't have to do as much as a quarterback if just getting it out of your hands quickly and do what you need to do, and he brings a lot of he brings a lot of the skill set of a quarterback to the table. You have two possible choices to choose from. You take a quarterback at two, and you still oh, have Howell in the along. system okay. that you can bring along. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I just I think I think I don't know. There's just there's something about Atlanta that like with the talent that they have that I don't think you need an elite elite quarterback to win there. Like if I want to, well, the division wide open. That helps. Yeah. Like if you want to win right away, that's the easiest division to win. For your sure. schedule's going to be conducive. You're going to yeah. play in a division that's wide open in year one. Yeah. And again, you've got a lot of young talent on the ro- roster because you got Pitts and you got London and you got Bijan. And I but, still think but London. You got to get a Pitts quarterback. Are, yeah, and I still think Kyle Pitts and, and and Drake London are are talents that with a new offensive coordinator. I think, they were kind of, I think they're kind of untapped resources. We really haven't 100%. seen anybody so that knows what to do. For sure. That's probably the reason why Arthur Smith, that clown, got fired. All right, our car wreck of the day is up next. Brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. Get your nominations into 713-780-3776. It is the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude, totally. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. Final segment of the Killer Bees. You can get your nominations for the Car Wreck of the Day into 713-780-3776. I'm sure I'll be nominated by Alex. Sup? For going to the game yesterday and not working. I worked, just not my show. Um, what do you what, what do you got today, Joel? Blank a couple. I think I, I think first and foremost, Aaron Rodgers has to be on, close to the top of that list. I did not watch. He but, needs his number retired woo! in the car wreck of the day. He just needs to shut the bleep up and apologize. Yeah, because he's the more he tries to justify. The more he looks like a freaking buffoon. Honestly, He's doing I, on Pat McAfee this week, right? No, he to did explain. it today. He went today. That's oh, what I'm talking today? about. Okay. He went today and he never apologized. And he tried to back. He tried to tell this whole like back revisionist. Let's go back to this and back to that. And why did Jimmy do this? And why did he do that? Never apologized once. And then tried to justify the way he said what he said. Just if you're ridiculous. Pat McAfee, don't you have to end the relationship at some point? He uh, doesn't. No, uh, he doesn't. But he's hitching his. He's hitching his his trailer to the wrong wagon because he's selling out ESPN in the process and ABC and he's going to catch it's intercompany fighting that's not going to end well for Pat McAfee yeah Yeah. because Jimmy Kimmel's ABC too honestly I'm gonna nominate Pat like I think I really like the the Pat McAfee story like I fought him like when it was like just him and his guys in his parents house or in his house like in the attic and then they went to Barstool and then Barstool did him wrong according to him and he just quit Barstool and then he went to FanDuel, and then FanDuel did him wrong, and now he's at ESPN. Well, but in the meantime, then and he did like, his own thing, and he was rolling in money. Yeah, but then, well, FanDuel stepped in and, like, did it. But then, like, he left FanDuel to go to ESPN because they did him wrong. Like, he always, someone's always doing Pat wrong. And, like, and now he's going to lose game day. And, like, he's going to lose this ESPN thing. 
and it's going to be everyone else's fault but his. Like, I really like Pat. Like, I like, and I know, like, one of his guys a little bit, but, like, he is. That dude is the definition of, like, getting in your own way of having, like, a lot of success. I think that his boys need to try and get him as quick as possible because they don't have a gig without him. But they also realize that he's everyone's going to lose their gig with him if he keeps yeah. doing this. No, like, and like King says here, Pat does not need ESPN. I agree, and like I thought the ESPN partnership was stupid. If I was because I believe he lost money. Yes, if I was Pat McAfee, I would never work for anyone ever in my life again. I would be my own boss. That way, I don't have to care about this Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, I think it's so stupid. Like, I just be be you. Like, that's why I think Barstool got it right. Like, by buying back the company and, like, instead of being under pen, like, these companies that are these successful, like, why are you working for other people? Well, the fact that if it was true, all the money that he was making, and that's not even talking about he was st- and with salaries, he was still covering all of his buddies' salaries and doing what he was doing. To go back to making a lot less and making $6 million just because you get more exposure with the game day and some of the things you're getting on ESPN, yeah. but not be able to cuss and not be able to be as edgy as you want to be, I think that's kind of who he is, right? I think you're kind of you're kind of castrating a guy that likes to let him out and and let him do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's just it's, it's weird. Like it's the same with Pardon My Take when they did the ESPN show and it lasted one episode and then got canceled. It's like why? Like I get it's e- like big ESPN, but like just be you. Like I, it always flops. It never works because ESPN's scared of those people. Like it's just the truth. Like. They come in, and then the low-level, like, wannabe famous talents, like, have temper tantrums that they're not getting the airtime that Pat McAfee gets. And then they eventually, like, get pushed out. Like, it's just the way it works. BMAC, what do you got? Uh, let's give a car wreck of the day to Ames, Iowa. Apparently, Jeremy's dealing with a lot of uh, terrible weather conditions. Was uh, he tweeting who, about it? Whoever wants to go to – well, you, you guys you, you guys were oh, talking yeah. about it earlier. No, I just, like, whoever wants to go to Ames, Iowa, so. But it's his, it's his side piece that takes care of him very well. So I have <laughs> very little sympathy for that. Yeah, I know, but, like, it's just not. Well, he would kill you for this. Why? Because you're not on the show and you're not in the studio and you're not doing your job. That's job. true. Yeah, but, like, he has an excuse. He has another job. I'm saying. But, yeah, but he has another job. I was just not here. Which, okay, which job is more important? That's up for him to decide. I understand. It's a valid question. Uh, Apparently the other one is. I would say the other one is. And I think that's valid. He's the voice of a college basketball team. Not that I don't love our show. It's true. Sideline for football team. He does a lot of work. He does. He works too much. No question. Um, I, I know you have to ask the questions. I know you do. I'm going to nominate the people that felt like they had to ask Jim Harbaugh about going to the NFL after winning the national championship game. Oh, stop it. I just That's soft. I think it's the wrong time. Like, I don't think you're going to get the answer. I think it's a waste of my time. Joe, He, you have an obligation as Do a member you? of the media. As a member of the media, you you know, and whether you're Big Sarge and Big Sarge believes, you have to ask the what the fans would ask, too. And he does a hell of a job of doing that. But I think that the media has a job for their employers to ask the questions that everybody wants answers to. Now, however Jim Harbaugh chooses to not answer them or deflect them or no comment them is his business. But if I don't ask him, then I'm not doing my job, my employer. I'm doing a disservice to my employer and to the people that follow me, read my columns, do whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I know. You know you're not going to get a real answer. I think we missed the big one for today. What is it? Uh, Andrew Perloff for that answer question. Good boy. That's a good one. He wins. I think, I think that, that's, that, I'll make it official. That's my vote. Andrew he wins. Perloff I'm with you. That's a great call. Agreed. That's the winner. Unanimous. That was an easy one. 
Uh, normally we do this off the air. Are you going to do your live before the music or after the music? Which when one should, is it? When should I sign off? It's Linville. <laughs> should, oh. I sign, should I sign off now or after? I'm going to sign off now and you're going to do live. All <laughs> right. That's going to do it for the Killer Bees. We'll be back tomorrow, all three of us, from 3 to 6. Uh, Jeremy Brandon will return from Iowa. Maybe. Odds he comes back. Do you think he gets stuck in Iowa in the snow? Is he on the charter or is he on his own? I don't, I think he's on, I think he's on the charter. 75%. 75%. All right, so 75% chance Jeremy Branham is back. Uh, I'm not doing a show after this. Sorry, King. Evidently, a lot uh, of people like Shannon Sharp had a tough time getting out of Houston last night. Yeah, well, it was like a, the worst. It was brutal, dude. We had hail in Sugarland. Yeah, Two I got, doses of it. Yeah, we got hailed on walking out of the stadium, and I didn't have a check, and I'm an idiot. Well, I, really I also feel, I really feel bad for you. All right, that's it. Goodbye. See you tomorrow at 3. Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at Doc Linville's office and the fact that they can be game changers for you. We talk about game changers all the time. A game changer for you could be getting your own hair back. It's not sprays and creams and foams that mask the problem. It's using your own hair where you're never going to lose it. Genetically, you're never going to lose it on the sides and the back. Putting it where you need it most. It could be up on top in front. It could be up on top in back. It could be a multitude of different places. But the fact is, it works. The Neograft procedure puts your hair where you need it most. You're not going to lose that hair on the sides and the back of your head. Doc takes some of it. He repurposes it. You see the growth and the development almost instantaneously. And in six to nine months, you see unbelievable results. You get a free consultation with Doc Linville and his staff to find out all about it. Other people off the street pay 150 bucks just to meet with him and his people. You get it for free by listening to us. Just go to 975hair.com. Set up the appointment. Ask the questions. Get the answers. Figure it out. And it doesn't cost you a penny. You don't sign on the dotted line. You don't make any commitments. You just get a chance to get your hair back. I did it. Couldn't be happier with it. You could be the next in line. And right now for the new year, new you, Doc Linville has reduced the prices drastically per follicle to $3.50. So much lower than it's ever been. He's not trying to make money. He's trying to make you happy and get you your hair back and teach people in Houston it's possible yet again. Check him out today. Go to 975hair.com and tell him I sent you by Doc Linville, best in the business. Get that Neograph procedure lined up. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip now. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the amendment. The amendment is adopted.